Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece. Ange, say hello. Hello, everybody. She's like furiously finishing up an email and we're supposed to be podcasting. Well, I was adding someone to our (laughs) eight-week program so she doesn't miss out on my emails. Yeah. And so there you go. I love a good quality service for people. Yes, you do. (laughs) All right. So what we're talking about today. I'm here and I'm paying attention. All right. Good. Angie is present, everybody. Uh, What we're talking about today is... Well, we could call it the seasonal approach to lifting. It's something I talk about a lot. I like, yeah, let's do it like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm big into seasons. Seasons of life, seasons of lifting. Seasons, seasons. Seasons. I, I, I do like the seasons. So that's what we're talking about today is how to kind of organize your training and even if not a seasonal approach, but, you know, some sort of... Um, some sort of game plan. Some sort of game plan. Yeah. Chronologically, just looking out over the course of a year or whatever, breaking it down into rough phases. So, um, And we can use it kind of like generalized to it, what most people are looking at, even around seasons, you know, like going into summer. Sure. <laughs> You're right. Getting lean. Sure. I mean, we can, we can definitely address that. I yeah. mean, people ask me what I do for training the most. Like and, and you too, right? They're like, "Hey, well, but, but what do you guys do?" You know, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'll, I'll lay out my approach for the next whatever. Well, quite frankly, almost two years, I kind of have mapped out in my head. I can talk about that, but well, yeah, and I think it's the approach, also, yeah, it's for yourself, but it's what most people want. It's what and most so, people want, and then you could take it and you can apply it. You can apply the principles to yourself, even if you're not doing exactly and then what I'm doing. You can decide yeah. mm-hmm. where it fits in, totally, to your big picture, totally. <laughs> so, um, before we do that, just make sure you go over to missingpeacepodcast.com. Check out. Everything we do on the internet, it's all there, right on missingpeacepodcast.com. Old episodes of the podcast, link to our free Facebook group, which we'd love to have you join. The start to this next eight week. The start to the next eight week program, program that I will make sure you get all the information. Yeah, for. <laughs> yeah. So if you sign up for the eight week coaching program, Angie will literally open her laptop uh, in the middle of a podcast. Make sure <laughs> you get all your onboarding emails. I might just greet you live. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, right on the podcast. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, so anyway, yeah. Without further ado, let's let's talk about seasonal yeah. lifting. All right. So I'll start with a rhetorical question. Are you guys tired of hearing me talk about this move yet? Probably. <laughs> um, in case you haven't ever listened to like any of the past nine episodes we've done, we're moving. And it's been a big deal and it's totally screwed up my schedule. That being said, I'm super fired up to just get back to a normal lifting schedule in the next week or two here and then kind of go from there. So uh, I guess I could start by working backwards a little bit. Because my friend, my friend RJ wants to do an ultra marathon for his 40th birthday, which would be August. Oh, this is where you're going backwards to. I thought mm-hmm. you were going to rewind and tell everybody what's happened in the last few months. No, 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 I'm no. like, hey, just drop the, no, you know, no, 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 to no, the one before. No. Um, so that's August of 2022. He wants to do this ultra marathon. Oh, it's not this year. 
I mean, it is, but I'm not going to do it this year. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought you, yeah, you had maybe mentioned you were going to do it this year. And I'm like, whoa. No, uh, that would be too much for this year. So, um, so that's cool, right? And it's, um, six, I think it's like a 40 mile race, something like that, you know, which is fun. It's a fun little challenge. Okay. Now, what I've done is I've looked at what does that actually take to get there? And it's actually kind of surprising. You only need six weeks to train for that length of a race. You only but it has to be six weeks of just training for that, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I would do strength at like a maintenance level. Okay. You know what I mean? In right. You can't be out there just squatting and deadlifting like crazy I with probably, the amount of miles you'd have to put in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I haven't got into the specifics of the volume of miles yet, but yes, I mean, no, I, I will not be like deadlifting 500 pounds and in, in running 40 miles in the same week. Like Reverse lunging like 30%. Yeah, I won't be doing that. Okay. So, so it's like the six weeks of an intense peaking program. And really, I mean, that's as long, basically you just have to enter that six weeks with a certain base level of cardiovascular fitness. You know, you, you got to be able to run this many miles nonstop. Uh, you know, you're, uh, resting heart rate should be this, your anaerobic threshold should be that, and like blah, 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 right? So it's like, oh, well, that's cool. So I don't really have to, like, in my head, I was like, damn, if I have to run 40 miles, I better start running now. But it's actually not like that. So that's cool. So what that does is allows me to just say, okay, I really can worry about aerobic conditioning down the road. You know, so I've been in pretty good aerobic shape right now, I'm pretty deconditioned right now. I haven't, haven't really done cardio since November. All right. So, and then I haven't really lifted weights since November either. I did one five-week cycle in there, but all the travel we did, you know, it was all kind of scattered, you know. So I'm kind of just deconditioned in a fresh slate. So my my initial goal is, or my initial thought is that I'm just going to dive back into physique work because going back to the last point where I was really training seriously, I was doing a half marathon training plan and lifting. So it was really more running than lifting. So... Now I have this fresh start in February this year. And, I, and if I, if we're being real, it's going to be super, super hot in Austin until like probably October, you know? So that's like eight months. I could probably just do pure physique and pure strength in there, alternating macro cycles, you know, and just going, you know, so a five day a week lifting plan for strength and size, you know, probably have eight months to test my test my maxes twice right so that'll be fun build up to some heavy weights and then just do steps so i'll literally just lift weights five days a week and then i will make sure that my non-exercise activity i'm going to measure that by steps i'm going to try and get 15 20 000 a day something like that you know what i mean between chasing the kids around and everything like that so that gives me eight months of just lifting that should be a pretty good base of strength and size, right? That'll kind of get me back to, to where I was and probably, and then some, and then as the weather starts to cool down, now it's October, 2021, I can start saying, Hey, well, I like being outside and running when the weather's cooler. So now I can go from five days a week lifting and walking. I can start easing in four days a week, lifting two days a week running, you know, and I can do that for a little bit. And then, Let's see. So if the race is in August, I need to start my peaking plan right at like the end of June. So then for the first part of 2022, I, I'm gonna, I can go three lifts and three runs, still get plenty of lifting in, 
but that's plenty of running as well. Start building that base level cardiovascular fitness. So by the time it comes to basically set the weights aside and peak for this ultra marathon, I'm ready for it. Easy. Not really, but it'll be fun. Easy planning for it. Easy planning for it. Not easy execution of it. Mm -hmm. And by the way, like I will definitely hire a coach for the ultra. I know exactly who I'm going to hire. Um, but I just don't have to worry about that just yet. Okay. So I can just lift. Cool. And I'm probably gonna have Tony write my program. Then he'll write my next program. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Tony's our in-house program designer at Lingzo Fitness Academy. So I just need to turn over the keys to somebody else. So I just have somebody else manage me. Yeah. I think Tony can do that, but, but that's it. So, I mean, that's, if you're, if you're wondering, I get asked this all the time, like, well, what do you do? What do you do? Well, that's what I'm up to. Like, as soon as I get our garage gym set up, I'm going to be, I'm I'm just really excited to lift. I would also say the big takeaway here is you've thought that far in advance and worked backwards. But if it's someone who's not getting ready to run a race or do a triathlon (laughs) and they're asking like, hey, what do you do? And they're trying to connect that to like, they just want to build more muscle because most people are trying to change their body composition. But they maybe do enjoy cardio and running. I think they can think about it in terms of like I think about seasonal training and we've done calls like this. Like I like doing physique leading up to the summer because I want to put on as much muscle as I can for summer because it's when I'm most exposed. Well, and then I don't like being cold at all. So if I actually was going to run, I don't mind the heat. So I could go out and do my 5K runs and add that in during the summer and not be as hot in our actual gym space and I could switch mine to be three days during the summer and three days of running. I just think you, the person listening just has to be clear on what they want and then what it looks like in terms of what their environment is going to look like, what Mm -hmm. the actual place they live in looks like and what they want out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The point isn't to do what I do. I mean, if you want to cool, it's the Austin Rattler 66 K. See you there. Um, free barbecue at the end. Yeah, but I would say um, most but, people. But most people, yeah, that, that wasn't the point was to just do what I do. The point was to, to yeah, look I at how that. I thought about it, which is. That's what I'm saying. What do away. I what do I want to be doing at what certain point in time? And I also want you to know, like, like I said, I will be hiring a coach for that ultra later on down the road. But I don't have every single workout mapped out between now and then. It's a loose structure of like, okay, for the next couple of months, I'm going to do this. And then I know like, okay, then I know for the fall, like this is loosely, this is how I'm going to lift and mix my runs. And that's what I was trying to say. Like, it's the big takeaway. Like we do have people that come to us right away and they're like, Hey, I'm going to do this Ironman on this date, or I'm going to do this triathlon. And then there's someone like me and other people that we coach that we don't have a big goal in mind like that, but we still might know like, Hey, I want to see more definition or I would like to run a 5k and it does really help you to design your seasons of training and then having a coach available to kind of help guide you Mm -hmm. to make sure you're getting the most out of it. It's that's like what I've got as the takeaway. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and, you know, I guess the reason I bring it up is, you know, some of you might be going like, oh, I don't really care that much to plan that much or this or that, but, or I don't have any goals right now and that's okay too. Yep. Or, or you might be the opposite and you might be like, well, I'm going to lift six days a week and I'm also going to run a 5k and I'm also going to eat a thousand calories a day. <laughs> and I'm going to be super disappointed, hungry, tired, and cranky when none of it works out because you just can't move in too many directions at once. And then we need to talk. 
<laughs> a little bit closer. Yeah. Like, or you need to join our eight-week coaching well, program. Well, I mean, a, a great example is um, when one of my high school football players, I, I love them. Like, they have so much work ethic. And you they, know, they do have a big heart for this stuff. They do. And so the last conversation we had, so it's even though it's March, like high school football season got postponed. So now they're in season, right? They're in season. And this particular guy he, he bowls too which is kind of funny like you don't usually think of dual sport athletes bowling in football right the linebacker and whatever but he does and he's a total stud and he totally works hard and he's a total stud yeah and he <laughs> transitioning from the preseason to this football season he texted me that he legitimately wants to lift seven days a week so he's going to school and then he's going to Either football practice or bowling from 530 to like 7 p.m. And then he wants to lift at 7 p.m. On Saturdays, there's a full contact football game that he wanted to lift before. You know what I mean? And I was I was like, bro, I love your work ethic. Like and he would be disciplined enough. To he get would it do done, it. Which is I was crazy. like, but we got to talk about how like this might affect your athleticism a little bit. Yes. You know, constantly being sore, under recovered and all that stuff. Right. And he was and he was because he's an intelligent young man. He was completely open to it. He's like, OK, how about I take the first week of the season off completely? Let's see how my body feels. Then we can touch base again. And then we'll probably work in like three or four workouts that we can. You know what I mean? But it was just <laughs> it was I say that because that sounds so extreme to most grownups. But. We get we That's get grown ups doing stuff all the time. Yes. We get them doing stuff like that. Like I'll just add more. I'll just add more. I'll just add more. And you just can't do everything at once. And when like when people come to us and they're like, "I'm doing two a days and I'm eating so clean and I'm only eating this few calories," and we're like, "Well, that's probably the issue right there." Like, right. We should right. talk about less is more and totally. And so it's like you having abs- a big picture plan yeah. will help you with that. Yeah. And you can absolutely. There's so many ways to kind of slice it up. You know, like. I could just say if I wanted to, you know, I could just say, hey, in my in this season, I'm going to lift three days a week and I'm going to run three days a week and I'm literally just going to run because I like it and I like the weather and I want to go listen to a podcast. So I would just keep my heart rate really low and I'd put no parameters on it, you know, and that's a different conversation than, hey, I want to deadlift 400 pounds and I want to run a 22 minute 5K. Okay, so now we've got to get really specific about how we approach the lifting and really specific about the miles you put in because we we don't have room in the tank, so to speak, to do all these miles. So we need to we need to play with the intensities. And actually, we just talked about we want to invite Michelle, our client on here. Yes. To do an interview about what you just talked about. Yes. (laughs) She's. um, Yeah. So she she ran like a 21 and change minute 5K and. 300 pound deadlifter, 295, I guess she would want me to correct that. Like, <laughs> she you know what I mean? Totally want um, to correct it. You know, 11 pull up, like she's really strong. She's really fast. Right. So we're going to talk to her about that a little bit, but, um, and ladies, she weighs like what she's lean as can be. Yeah. She's, she's extremely like, yeah. So anyway, that's, but that's, that's a very intentional, like, you know, very specific, very intentional type of programming that got her there. Yes. You know, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't haphazard. It wasn't like, oh, I've got a little bit of extra energy today. I'll just go for a run. It was like, no, on this day, you're going to run this much at this intensity. I was going to say it wasn't all at once. 
like, and it wasn't all at once. Yeah. I mean, for for sure, most of the strength was developed first, and then the strength was sort of maintained while we pushed the speed and the intensity of the runs up. So, um, anywho, yeah, anywho, that's that's what we got going on, or that's sort of the seasonal approach. So, Angie sort of alluded to this already. Like most people, like me, or are not like me. Like most people, don't want to do these races and stuff like that, and that's totally cool. But if you just look at seasonal, and you know, like, okay, I want to be leanest in the summer. Or, you know, I want to be, you know, beach ready in the summer, let's call it. That means, you know, that what that really looks like is losing body fat through the spring and then building muscle through the summer. Right. (laughs) You know, that's really what that looks like. And then depending on how hard you go, you probably want to have some slight variation or some sort of change of pace the fall and winter. Whether it just means you're going to focus on getting stronger or whether it means you're going to do less exercise and just focus you know on something else like that's the seasonal approach right so it's it's knowing what you want to get out of each season it's also knowing how much bandwidth you have in each season i think right you know what i mean um that's that's really what it comes down to and if you can kind of look ahead where's that what takes up your bandwidth you know if you're an accountant right now it's currently march 1st um if you're an accountant work might be taking up some bandwidth right now you know, if you're a, if you're a, a parent back to school time might be taking up some bandwidth, not the best times to, to push ahead. Right. But just knowing in your calendar um, when you're going to have to slow it down and, you know, and put some stuff on maintenance mode. And then on the flip side of that, knowing roughly when your slow times are or not even it doesn't have to be your slow time, but just when you have more available when energy, you feel like you can push a little bit harder. When you feel like you can push a little bit more. And so, you know, some people can stay sort of like in that middle speed all you like because that's the way their life is balanced and that's awesome most people will have to do at least a little bit of planning to say hey like during this period I some fitness goes on maintenance mode and during this period is when I turn it up yeah you know but it's, and we could kind of do a call similar on this with nutrition as well knowing when it's time to push and when it's probably not yeah which we can get into next time yeah for sure. Um, because nutrition, so that, that's the other thing. I'm not, I mean, we can talk about it now for just a minute or two, but it's like um, nutrition is one of those things where if you're changing your habits, it takes up mental bandwidth. So it's like, hey, that's why we don't change that many habits at once with our clients. Like we, we try and change like small things, you know, that add up over time because changing those habits takes bandwidth. But even if you have all of your hab- habits dialed in, like Angie and I have been weighing and measuring our food for years. It's very, very easy for us to weigh and measure our food. Right. It doesn't take mental bandwidth for us. That being said, if we want to get lean, if we want to do a cut and we want to be in a calorie deficit, that straight up takes willpower. It does. Oh, it, it takes a lot it does. less bites and licks yeah. that I'm doing right now. And the, and the, <laughs> and the leaner you want to get... The more it's, the you more have it requires. To the reins. And by the way, willpower is finite. So if you're already using up a ton of willpower in at work, 
with family, it, with yes. family, like whatever the case is, you're just going to have a limited reserve to do like some sort of massive cut and get to eight percent body fat or whatever it is you want to do. And so we just kind of say, hey, you know, I mean, I'm like right now. I I'm, was just going to say myself too. Like I had I've this been, grand idea that I was actually going to walk into my house in Austin. And I was going to be the <laughs> leanest I've been in a yeah. really long time. And yeah. my nutrition coach was like, let's talk about this. Yeah, Huggy put a stop on that. Yeah, he was like, let's think about A, B, and C, and is it realistic for you to have that much restriction? When you're probably going to be eating out of the house a lot, you're going to be traveling, you're not going to be sleeping yep. well. And, you know, he brought me back down to a, a normal environment, <laughs> normal mindset to say, hey, it's probably the best thing that we aren't having to have that much discipline around it. Yep. And eat at a decent amount right now. Well, I mean, even this last week, right? We were, um, <clears throat> so we drove down to Texas on Sunday to close on our house on Monday. And, um, because all the ice storms and stuff like that they had last week, basically our closing papers never made it. Like, so we signed papers and we sent them in and basically they never made it. And, and there was just one thing after the next with FEMA and like, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So basically the closing got delayed. Like we thought we were, we thought we were rolling into a house on Monday morning and unpacking. And really what happened is we ended up staying in a hotel for three days, you know, and (laughs) that's a wrench in the plans. You know, we were eating every meal out at that point. We had brought enough food to get through like two days of like our own stuff. Like we packed a cooler and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I brought like Greek yogurt and like we, lunch meat which, and fruit. Which is great. But then the plan ran out. So then, it, you know, all the all the meals came from restaurants then and blah, blah, blah. And if if I had been or you had been on such a strict plan that you would have felt like a failure uh, if you didn't stick to it, well, that wouldn't be good. That's just added stress. Yeah, that would have thrown me into a mental tizzy. So why don't we get through this transition phase, get moved in, get unpacked. Now, all of a sudden, you know, once you get into a routine, it might be a great time to revisit that. Yeah, and we'll be outside more walking. So I won't have as many options like I do when it's cold inside yeah. to be eating as much. Yeah. yeah, so. But yeah, no, the same goes for fitness and nutrition. It's just know where you are at in this moment and what makes most sense for the amount of mental bandwidth you can give it. Absolutely. And so. looking ahead can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. It's re- it's looking ahead. And I think this it is can re- actually create a little bit more peace. Like, yes, exa- it, you just got to do it right. It's just like business where you plan ahead for business. You have annual budgets and you have annual reports. You kind of know what you're going to be doing. when. You know, your marketing calendar, you know, stuff. you know, stuff, but it's all subject to change. Like, like realistically, there's no way I can predict the amount of transactions I'm going to do on November 3rd. I mean, realistically, right? So I have an, I have an idea and I work the plan, but I'm open to it changing too. And you know, that's the same. It's the same thing with fitness. You don't have to have every single workout plotted out. It's just saying, Hey, generally speaking, this is kind of what I want to do for this block of time. And you know, because of what's going on in my life, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, I think our listeners get the point. I feel like we've, (laughs) I feel like we've covered it. Yeah. And if there's more questions like in the free Facebook group, like we're happy to do Q and a calls on all of this stuff. So for sure. Yeah. I mean, think about what other questions you have and we're here to answer them. I will say I'm excited to do more fitness stuff in the Facebook group. I just haven't, I haven't had a gym to go in there and do like technique videos and stuff like that. So I'm excited to get that set up again and, and be able to kind of cover that area of the lifestyle you know, the whole transformation, whatever you want to call it, that we just kind of haven't been given a ton of love to lately because, well, we've been indoors and not really had a place to set up shop and 
show you exercise stuff. So, yeah. anywho, I think we're gonna call it there. Um, I guess the next podcast will be from Texas. So last last one in Illinois should be unless we unless we get squeeze a couple done. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted. <laughs> um, all right. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>